Coach Greg Adams back again with another free agent lifestyle podcast. Man, I really enjoy doing these podcasts because it's just me sitting here. I'm the MC. I'm the engineer, the sound engineer. I'm the editor. I do all of this stuff here by myself, man, but technology allows me to do it. But I'm here on my 33rd free agent lifestyle podcast, and I just thank all of you guys for being in here with me to hear this message, man, because we're going to talk about a couple things here. We're going to get started on a couple of topics. We're going to talk about number topic number one. We're going to talk about uh, the Memorial Day holiday that we got going on. Some of you guys are going to hear this after the fact, but we're going to talk about that real briefly because I got a great breakdown of what all of these holidays mean. We're going to talk about the Gillette ad, the latest Gillette ad, which is an attack uh, based coming from the feminist left. What's going on with this particular brand and this company and what we're seeing with the a lot of these companies and movie industries and media. We're going to break all of that stuff down. We're going to unpack it. And then we're always going to, we're going to talk about uh, marriage. We always got to talk about marriage and marrying into her debt. When you marry someone, you marry into her debt. And we're going to talk about how. Women get out of debt, how they use marriage to get themselves out of the debt that they get themselves in. So let's first talk about this. We're I'm recording this or I'm, my release date here officially is on Memorial Day here. So uh, you may be hearing this afterwards. So I apologize for this. But for the people that listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play, you're actually getting this on Memorial Day. So this may be a holiday for you. And. What I'm going to do is because I had several family members that have served in the United States military in the armed forces. And one of my cousins, his name is Corey. He actually put up a chart that most people don't realize the difference between these holidays. There's actually the armed forces day, which is sometime uh, in May. You also have Memorial Day, which is going to be the last Monday in May, which is probably the most recent holiday. It's the holiday that you're listening to this podcast. And then you have Veterans Day, which is in November, which comes up. And a lot of people get them confused and that, you know, they don't know what the difference is between these holidays. And I think it's necessary to know what the difference is, because some people actually just use it as a holiday. Hey, we just got the day off. All right. And then you'll see people post, you know, happy Memorial Day, which, you know, I don't really think that you should be saying happy Memorial Day because of what the holiday means. So shout out to all people that have served in the military, especially the men and most of the people who have experienced fatalities and not made it back to their home country while they're out fighting for duty. Most of them are men. I'm sure that there are some women who sacrifice their lives to, you know, fight for whatever reason they were out there fighting for. But, you know, that's not their bag. Their bag is they enlisted to serve. Whether whatever political purpose you want to say, you know, they fought for this and they weren't fighting for freedom and all that stuff. Hey, you could debate that all day long. But at the end of the day, they they enlisted to serve uh, the purpose of our country. And that is a major sacrifice to sacrifice your life or put your life on the line in order to protect the citizens of our country. So we're not going to get political on that. So we're just going to appreciate their service now. The reason why I want to talk about this is because, again, some people will post happy Memorial Day. You know, by definition, a memorial is something that you are actually, you know, it's not a happy event. It's a celebration of someone's life. But most of the time, a memorial is for someone who has died. So for people to say happy Memorial Day, it just doesn't make sense. It just it means that they don't understand what the 
purpose of the holiday is. It is to acknowledge the people who have served. And he put this chart and basically said, there's a difference. And Armed Forces Day, which is not a big holiday. You don't get the day off for it. But Armed Forces Day is the third Saturday of May, which I believe has, has passed at the point of me recording this podcast. And Armed Forces Day are for those who are currently wearing the uniform of any of the armed forces the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marines, and the National Guard, and any of the uh, other reserve positions. So that day is to celebrate anyone who is currently wearing the uniform. Now, take Memorial Day. Memorial Day, which is celebrated on the last Monday of May, are for those who never made it out of their uniform, for those who were killed in the line of battle, on the front lines, or in any particular way that they lost their lives this is for us to celebrate those individuals. So that's why you don't say happy Memorial Day. That's just my opinion on it. Why would you say that's a happy Memorial Day? What you should be saying is in memory of the individuals who serve, we're going to use this day for that. Americans are, pre- you know, <laughs> Americans with holidays, you know, we will we will look over the meaning of a holiday real fast. All right. You could just go down the line. Christmas, Thanksgiving. You know, any chance you get to get the day off and be lazy or barbecue or whatever. All right. They will use any reason to do any of that and and act like they're doing it for the holiday. But you're supposed to be thinking about the individuals who lost their lives. The Veterans Day, which is in November, are for those who used to wear the uniform. They were enlisted. They fought or they served and they're back home and. These are the individuals you do celebrate. I would say happy Veterans Day for those individuals because, look, they went out there, they sacrificed, they served, they had their commitment, they made it back home, all right, and they're home and safe. They may not be in the best situation. We treat our, you know, veterans very poorly in our country. We use them and push them back out there, but, you know, at the end of the day, our goal of the Veterans Day is to celebrate those individuals. So great breakdown that he put on his Facebook and I was able to look at it because, you know, you know it, but you don't know it. But this is clear and people need to know that so they don't sound foolish out there talking about happy Memorial Day. All right. So that's that. Shout out to everybody that served and and uh, we really appreciate you guys at the end of the day. Let's get into this next subject, man. What is going on with Gillette? Gillette about what? Five months ago, they stuck their razor blades down their throat by linking up with the likes of Kim Garrett and what's the other girl's name? Sally Campbell, two leftist feminists who are in the media who made up this ad called Toxic Masculinity. All right. And they highlighted in that video, in their commercial, which never really aired. All right. They got so bashed and lambasted on YouTube. By the time it even hit, the, it didn't even get on the major media, as far as I'm concerned. I think Gillette really kind of canned it. But it was intended, in my opinion, to come out around the Super Bowl. All right, because the Super Bowl was coming up and they ran this probably a minute and 30 second commercial highlighting all things negative about masculinity. You know, don't approach women. They have a pretty woman walking by and a man wants to go up and approach her. Like that's some sort of toxic masculinity. I mean, if that's toxic, how in the world did we increase our numbers as a civilization if we just can't go up and introduce ourselves to individuals who we were attracted to? But he tries to do that, and some guy comes up, he, you know, he's a white knight, 
he actually was black in the video, but he wants to save the day. No, man, don't don't talk to her. That's bad. Don't don't go up and approach a woman that you like. Then they show young boys wrestling on the floor. Oh, boys will be boys. You know, you remember this ad. And a lot of people in the red pill community, we're going to boycott Gillette. And there was a boycott Gillette. A lot of people made videos and I made a video about it, about the best a simp can be. And this is where they were going with this, obviously. And Gillette had to basically, you know, go back to their cave and figure out what they were going to do, what position they were going to take. They maintained pretty much radio, radio silence on a lot of these issues. They couldn't control the negative responses that they were getting on YouTube. They couldn't control the the like and the dislike button. They tried to. They tried to delete comments. But, you know, it was to the tune of three dislikes to one like at this particular point. And Gillette had to really go back and figure out what were they going to do. I was really curious with this. And I maintained my boycott with Gillette. I pretty much shaved my head. You know, I'm bald. I'm bald at the top. But I do have a full beard. And I don't really use razors that much. You know, I use them underneath my beard. But I use clippers for the most part to, to shave or any of that. But I maintain my boycott with Gillette. I think I went to Harry's and Harry's had their own issue. But we wanted to see what Gillette was going to do. How are you going to recover from this situation? How are you going to get back? Are you going to say, you know what, we're going to ditch these feminazis for putting out this particular image on just roasting men, acting like, I just talked about all the men who died in battle, all right, to, to, to fight for our freedom, but these feminazis believe that they could take it from here, and we're just going to roast men for being toxic, toxic, masculine. So now, we know now later what Gillette decided to do. Gillette decided to double down five months later or so on, on, what their message is going to be. And they went the exact opposite way. I mean, they didn't try to recover their fan base as far as the men who purchased their equipment. Because last time I looked, feminazis don't shave. Now they probably, you know, what? They probably shave when they go back to their home, their lonely cold kitchen that they don't use. They probably shave their faces then. I, that wouldn't surprise me as feminazis actually shave their face. We know they shave their, they, they don't shave their legs. They don't shave their armpits, but I'm sure they do shave their square jaws. <laughs> but at the end of the day now, what does Gillette do? They basically make the next woke commercial. We're going to see this country, this, this company go bankrupt. They're a part of Procter and Gamble. So it's kind of hard for them to do so. They will always be propped up and supported. By Procter and Gamble, who owns what 150 different companies under one umbrella. So it'll be like the WNBA getting propped up by the NBA for 15 years while they're losing millions and millions of dollars. That's gonna be Gillette. So Gillette puts out a commercial about a I always get it confused. It's a trans person, but I believe it's a girl transitioning to a boy. And now, based on the hormonal treatment that the boy has got i don't know what to call it based on the treatment that it got is growing hair so they're gonna learn how to shave for the first time and so it's a black male slash female who's gonna learn to shave by his father his or her father whoever it is man and 
what I mean, what what is the general population of a transition transitioning person from a male to a female? I mean, a female to a male. What is the percentage of that? Zero point zero six percent of the population is that when you have what 50 49 percent of the population are men who will probably be they'll need to learn how to shave so wouldn't you get geared your product to those people 49 percent of the population guaranteed will probably need to shave in some form or fashion or the 0.06 percent of trans girls that are turning into boys I mean, this is this is what why you question why they do these ads. And the reason why they're doing these ads, it, this is an agenda. They're trying to make this stuff mainstream. They're trying to make this mental illness of people who are going through these situations normal. They're trying to make it normal. And these companies don't want to be on the wrong side of history, in their opinion, which they're going to be on the wrong side of history. But they're trying to be on the right side of history, history normalizing these situations. How many people have you honestly seen that are transition people from female to male? I mean, just in your day, just in your in the last year, count them on your hand. I mean, I maybe have seen one, maybe. So this is a very low populated group. This would be like if they were, you know, marketing their items to people who have six fingers or a pose uh, extra thumb or something like that all right not that many people have that but i believe they're trying to be on the right side of history number one number two they're trying to get out in front of these things to try to win some sort of media awards or or to be the first to do these sort of things because i haven't seen a commercial with somebody that's transitioning this would probably be the first commercial out there like that so they want to be the first to do these things. And I can imagine Gillette's, you know, board members are probably majority male. But then when you go down to who they hire in their corporate setting, I would probably say if there was a meeting at Gillette of the regular, you know, media, middle class workers there, there'll probably be more women than men. So in their, you know, great logic and debate, they probably thought this was cute. Oh, let's do this and let's do that. They probably had thousands of hours of meetings just to discuss this commercial. And then they had to hire the right feminist to do so or the right gay person to do so. And the reality is the net, the, the next reason of why these things are happening is because there are so many gay transgender and leftist people going into media and pushing this propaganda. They are the ones out there pushing this message. And the only way to gain power is to what? Get control of the media. And if you look at media, honestly, just look at media. Look at any sports media. Go, turn on ESPN and I can show you eight gay people right there. Okay? Looking up. All right? I can point them out. That person's gay. That person's gay. He's lesbo. He's gay. He's a gay man. I mean, so these people are rushing to these media sources to be able to control the narrative. People who are logical thinkers. People who have businesses, people who have real jobs, all right, that are just worrying about themselves and their families. They aren't going into media. They're going into working their own business and supporting their families. See, gay people don't have family. <laughs> Trans people don't have family. So they got all this extra time to be writing blogs, doing podcasts like Coach Greg Adams, making YouTube channels. 
working in the media, spending all day and all night coming up with these creative, silly ads. See, that's why you're getting what you're getting from the media is because you got people who don't have family and real purpose in life coming out here trying to fuck up our situation, okay? But you got people like me, on the other hand, that 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 are, you know, self-sufficient, that has time to do podcasts and doing YouTube and being their own multimedia company. I go out there and say what I want to say, and they want to banish me. They want to demonetize me. They want to railroad me. They want to call me names. And I'm like, why? Because I oppose your view. I oppose why you're doing this. I oppose that, you know, you're you're pushing some sort of agenda. Think of all the media people that you see. The, they're primarily gay people. They probably come from certain ethnicities. And they probably, you know, the, the amount of people that, that, you know, they and OK, I'll say that they're primarily women. They go out there. Look at look at the sports shows that you watch. Look at the newscasts that you watch. Women and gays turn on CNN. You're going to see all this minorities, women's and gay. That's it. You don't see any other type of people other than that. And then when you see them, you'd be like, oh, that's a black guy, but it's a gay black guy. So whose agenda is he going to push? You know, the men that they have on there, they're the they're two biggest guys. Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon are both gay men. Whose agenda is he driving? Whose agenda is he pushing? So these are the things that people have to really look out is when they see media. And they see these people who are so-called do-gooders. They are out there pushing their agenda. Gillette is just another one of these companies that has chosen to go this direction. Ten years ago, they were pushing the woman agenda. The year of the woman. The year the future is female. And I think, honestly, that's kind of fallen flat on its face because we see the realities of the world. But now, you know, and before that, you could probably say it was the civil rights agenda. Where, you know, primarily minority people were starting to push the agenda, push the envelope when it comes to, you know, their status in this country. But, you know, honestly, the civil rights movement was as much people will give me pushback on this. But if I tell you the real deal. You will understand the civil rights movement was as much a political agenda that was pushed and created than anything else. Then if people want to debate me on this, all I'll say is just research the Rosa Park and the Montgomery boycott. And you will see that was a manufactured, manufactured political event. But we were told that it was just a random event. That led to certain things. No, it was a manufactured event. Look it up. Do your own research. Don't come argue with me in the comment sections when I post this on YouTube. You'll be like, well, what are you doing? What, what type of black man talks about this? Look it up. It wasn't a random event. Just like a lot of these things that you see in the news when it comes to transgender situation, when it comes to female situation, like the Me Too. All of those were manufactured events that they made out to be 
we're just going to randomly come out against these people. I mean, you guys got to do your research, man. Do your own research and realize that, you know, what people get in certain positions, they manipulate the rest of the population. And then as a result of that manipulation, they're able to control you and control your thought. Gillette is doing this now, talking about a transition, transitioning woman to a man is learning to shave. There got to be like five of these people in the world. <laughs> I mean, and think about it. This transition thing is typically men becoming women. I always get that wrong. Men becoming women. That's typically how it goes. I mean, the, the bulk of those transitioning people are men going into being women. And I think, honestly, they realize that it's easier to be a woman in the world. <laughs> it's easier. You get government handouts. You get people that try to, you know, marry you and take away your debt. You get to divorce them and take half of their stuff that they work for. I mean, you know, you get to pose nude and be called sexy. I mean, look at what they're doing with that Caitlyn Jenner. Nobody called that person handsome and sexy in 40 years. All of a sudden, she, he becomes a woman and... Posing on the cover of magazines. I mean, just think about it. You just become an easier, easier. And as a woman, you be, you're easily able to become the victim instantly. You're automatically able to uh, claim victim status by being a woman. So it's much easier. If your life goes wrong, you could just say you're a victim somehow. You're held down by white men or the patriarchy or men in general. And then people will give you a pass. Oh, okay. So, you know, I know, you know, you can debate all of that all day long. That's just what I see. And because I have a voice, I get to say it. You know, and I don't fear any repercussions from what I say. Because they can't do anything to me. What are they going to do to me? They can't do anything about what I do in my world, in my business. They could just, you know, shut down my show. But then I'll just make another one. I mean, what? <laughs> my voice is going to be bigger than it is in another year because I'm coming out. The free agent lifestyle book is doing very well. It is selling. It is still ranked pretty high, you know, and I'm getting great reviews on Amazon. So if you have bought the book and you haven't done a review, please do a review of the book. I have 4.9 out of five stars on Amazon. And I'm telling people, man, they're like, OK, you know, you wrote a book. Congratulations. I was like, bro, I'm going to write 10 books in my lifetime, 10 or more. This is just the beginning. I mean, I just this is just opening the gates. The next book that I'm working on, and this is going to be a great breakdown of feminism and how it has been a infectious disease on our society. And look at where we are. We're just talking about where we have gone. We're going to break into feminism in the de-evolution of, of the American woman. We're going to I'm I'm break that down. We're coming in hard on that. So let's get into this next subject, man. We're going to talk about marrying into debt. Marrying into debt. Here's the deal, man. I, my, I was talking to my kids today about student loan debt. And we're just like, look, if you can avoid getting student loan debt, if you could get a scholarship, this is why daddy pushes you not to get a scholarship, but at least give you an opportunity to get one. All right. This is why I have you in tutoring. This is why I have you exposing yourself to sports and music and all of these things to see if there's something there that can allow you to take some of that relief off of you when it comes to college debt. 
There are people 70 years old paying off student loan debt that they've taken on in their 20s, in their 40s, going to these fake universities like the University of Phoenix. Okay, all these fake private schools. Now, to get these worthless degrees, worthless. When they could have actually put that time, energy and effort into doing something to better their lives. Anyway. People will look at ways to consolidate debt and the way to do that is to get married now when you get married when you get divorced your student loan debt is your student loan debt you can't just dump it on one individual and say well because we got married my debt is his debt and it's community property and we get to just you know split it it don't work like that and the sad part is most people don't realize that they don't know that until they get into that situation when you marry somebody that has student loan debt, even if you have student loan debt, that is still their debt. It is not your debt. It is not the the marriage's debt. That's their individual debt. But a lot of men don't know. They're so dumb. Men are so dumb when it comes to marriage laws and all that stuff. They don't do their due diligence in advance. And they listen to people like me talk about marriage and how it affects you and why a third party contract with your state is the dumbest idea that you can ever come up with. They call me all kind of names. Oh, you just hurt and bitter and old. And, ah, I can't get a woman. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to help you out <laughs> because you're the dumbass that take, for instance, this woman. I'm watching the Dave Ramsey show. If you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's a financial, I guess I would say a financial advisor, but not in the sense that he works for a company. He provides financial advice to a lot of people under his own umbrella. And he has some great advice on his show. And it's more like a hard-hitting advice. He comes from a biblical, the Bible Belt type of background, which I can appreciate because I'm like a traditionalist person. So I like people that just tells it like it is. So he has a show that he has on YouTube. He has books. He has a kind of like a what they call the Dave Ramsey Money University or whatever. And they help people with their finances. And people can call into his show. So I'm watching the show. And this lady calls in talking about the debt that she has. She's talking about there's well over $100,000 in student loan debt. And they just got married. She just got married to her husband. And now the husband is finding out that she was supporting her mother before the marriage. So the mother lived together with the wife, the new wife. And then when the wife got married, she moved in with the husband. But now the mother of the wife is still out there struggling so what the wife does is says we're going to pay half of her rent because that's what i was doing before i moved out now the wife has also probably six or seven siblings and none of those siblings are helping the mom so the mom has a mortgage the new wife is paying half the mortgage because that's what she was doing when she lived with her before the marriage but the none of the siblings are contributing. Now, let's just talk about it. Her debt, her student loan debt is in the amount of $100,000. So remember, I said they have a little over $100,000 in student loan debt. The husband's student loan debt was $10,000. So combine $110,000 of student loan debt. Plus, the wife is helping pay half of the mortgage of her mother and she's 
worried that the husband won't combine their resources together to pay off the student loan debt and the mortgage, half the mortgage of the mom. Brothers, this type of stuff is why I do what I do. Because many men are signing these marital contracts late, and he knew this before he got married to this woman. Many of you guys are signing these contracts to marry these women, and they got consumer debt, student loan debt. They're helping out their mom, or they never were supporting themselves, so they don't understand how money works. And they come into your marriage, they come into your situation with all of this financial debt, and then they expect you to just team up together and pay it off so the husband's supposed to go out there and work and pay for his student loan debt pay for her student loan debt and his mom's half of his mom his mother-in-law his monster-in-law's mortgage brothers <laughs> y'all gotta stop man he should have ran for the hills as soon as he found out he should have ran down to the courthouse filed the divorce paperwork right now because the woman was not even getting it. She was like, I don't understand why he's not doing this. We're married now. And many women who are in debt, this is why I blame feminism for this stuff. They got these women racked up in student loan debt. They got these women racked up in consumer debt. So many women running around buying worthless garbage. Think of the stuff that you have in your house. And it's, most of it is worthless. And it's most of bought, bought by women. Women buy 80% of all of the consumer goods in our country. They buy 80% of all of the consumer goods in our country. 80%. And most of it, useless. So they come in your marriage with consumer debt. They come in your marriage with student loan debt. And they want you to get the same bank account. They want you to pool all your money together. And most, like, most likely, you make more than the woman. Most likely, you've taken more risks to position yourself because... Honestly, she probably wouldn't have married you if that wasn't the case. She wouldn't have married you if you were broke and she made $20,000 and she had $100,000. She wouldn't have married you if she, she if she was doing better than you financially. The odds of that happening is slim and none and Slim just died. So here she comes asking Dave Ramsey, why is he not willing to put his resources together with mine and you know run everything like a family operation? <laughs> that husband's not stupid. He already made a stupid move and he realizes he made a dumb move by marrying her. And he probably is too scared to pull the trigger and get out of that marriage. He should be running. I mean, he should be at the courthouse like tomorrow, like yesterday. <laughs> okay, not even tomorrow. Like yesterday, he should have been at the courthouse filing for divorce because this is going to only get worse. Why would a man put his resources together to pay off her $100,000 of student loan debt when he could be by himself, he could be a free agent, only got $10,000 of student debt, he has a better income than she has, he don't have to be guilted into supporting his monster-in-law, where the other siblings aren't even supporting her, and if she's already taken this role, she cannot withdraw, his monster-in-law is going to be a thorn in his side, for the she's gonna be moving in, okay? She's gonna be moving in to their place. That's gonna be the next step. Well, we have to sell her home. She has nowhere to live. She gotta live with us. Bro, run. <laughs> Many men are getting into situations like this, man. You guys have got to be smarter than this. And this is why I'm out here saying this. 
yes, it's on the far end of what relationships are taught. We're taught of them to be. There are some gray areas and some middle grounds that if you want to be gray or you want to be, you know, wish upon a star or rub a lucky rabbit's foot or, you know, you want to live your life like that, go ahead and do it. Hey, I'm not telling you not, but I'm living on the black and white scale. Everything's black and white. And if the majority of women are putting themselves in this financial situation, they feel like they can marry their debt off to some schlub who's going to go out there and assume her debt as a family unit and pay it off together when he didn't make the decision to go to school and get collect $100,000 of debt. He didn't make the decision for to support some other adult woman who believed in feminism or got herself in a situation she's in. She's 65 years old. That's her damn fault. Just because that's my wife's mom don't mean I got to go out there and do it. And I damn for sure ain't going to get the same bank account, share the same bank account with this woman. So she could go out there and siphon off my resources on irresponsible decisions that she made in her life. Brothers, you guys got to wake up. This is a situation. This is a no go. This is a run for the hills. Get away from this woman. And so many people come on my clarity and make appointments for, with me and, and, and call me for situations just like this. This is a no brainer. This ain't even this is an easy one. And there are thousands of people in this situation. So, brothers, wise up, man. Y'all better listen to me. And I, I'm not saying you need to agree with everything that I say. But I'm giving you guys hints that the rest of the world is not giving you. I'm giving you guys information that the rest of the world is not willing to give to you. They're willing to lie to you. They got these gay people and these feminazis out here pushing this agenda. They're guilting you to get into these blue pill relationships when at the end of the day, they're only serving themselves and they're allowing you to bend yourself over and grab your ankles and extract resources from your anus at will out of guilt, out of traditional roles. You, you're the man, you're supposed to do this. Well, and they're doing absolutely no traditional roles on the female end. Cook for you? Hell no. You make your own sandwich. I got to go out and work. I got a real boss. You're not my boss. You're not my father. But why aren't you wanting to be a man? Brothers, wake up. You can, you can go and be led by them by the nostrils. Or you can listen to me and at least get some damn common sense. <laughs> Don't be a fool out here. Follow your own dream. Create your own path. And if there's a woman that won't come out here and submit to you, you don't have to choose her. Let her be. Let her go out there and flow. Let her go out there and fake normal. This woman is drowning in debt. They're, these two women together, the monster-in-law and the wife, would drown in the next five years. They're going to be homeless if that man didn't come rescue her through marriage. Guys better wake up, man. Anyway, that's my podcast for the day. I appreciate everyone who listens and is in here. I'm just checking. I'm probably a little bit high, a little bit on the um, peak. So I apologize that if you're if you're hearing that through your headphones today, but we'll correct that in editing, hopefully. And we'll be back for another podcast next week. Enjoy your long weekend and enjoy your week. And I'm out. Peace. Peace.